From the entertainment section of the New York Times, in Huey with Forrest Whitaker, Two Desolate Lost Souls, by Brent Brantley. The dim and cavernous hotel lobby is, as one of its two inhabitants puts it, about as homey as the morgue. But for Erie Smith, the fidgety man who comes up with that desolate description, this morgue is the only place to be. Outside, there's the brusque and bustling city, New York in 1928, where unfriendly creditors wait in ambush for him, upstairs, in room 492. There's the silence of the bed, where unwelcome thoughts can echo until they deafen. But here, amid the shadows of a deserted antechamber, a guy like Erie can pretend, at least fleetingly, that his life counts for something. In Michael Grandage's gentle, churning dream of a revival of Eugene O'Neill's Huey, which sighed open Thursday night at the Booth Theater, Erie is portrayed by that excellent actor Forrest Whitaker in a transfixing yet modest Broadway debut. Whitaker provides all the anchoring physical detail that you might expect from his meticulously observed screen performances, Bird, the butler. Clad in an off-the-rack sporty suit that aspires to jauntiness but might well double as his pajamas, this Erie is a creation of solid, sometimes sweaty flesh, replete with subtle tics and quirks. Yet, as you watch Whitaker pacing, twirling, brooding, and taking endless inventory of his pockets before an impassive audience of one, a somnolent night clerk embodied by a perfectly cast Frank Wood, you wouldn't be surprised if he just evaporated before your eyes. This is not to suggest that Whitaker is low on stage presence, but instead of cranking up the heat and the volume in the way you associate with barnstorming star turns, he gives the impression of someone who always feels the tug of invisibility, of nothingness. As Erie natters on in an eager, fitful string of cliches, bringing to mind the sort of garrulous salesman you'd normally cross the street to avoid, Whitaker quietly breaks your heart. Huey is, by many measures, a slender offering from a playwright best known for density and heft. O'Neill is the man who gave us such lumbering colossi of the theater as The Morning Becomes Electra Trilogy, The Iceman Cometh, and the ultimate U.S. drama of domestic pathology, Long Day's Journey into Night, which is being revived on Broadway this spring. In contrast, Huey feels as vaporous as smoke, though the kind that might come from an opium pipe— to use a favorite O'Neillian image. Written in the early 1940s as a relief for O'Neill after the heavy lifting of Journey and Iceman, Huey lasts only an hour in performance, and it has the poetic single-mindedness of a short story. But if the script is lean and bare of events that usually qualify as dramatic, its meaty central part has attracted actors of towering stature, including Jason Robards Jr., the first Broadway production in 1964, Ben Gazzara, 1975, and Al Pacino, 1996. You can imagine the intensity with which those fabled stars might have endowed Erie. Whitaker, who won an Oscar for playing the maniacal tyrant Idi Amin in The Last King of Scotland, 2006, is perfectly capable of dining with gusto on scenery. Instead, he here bravely dares to be as small as Erie fears he may be and I hope his performance isn't underappreciated because it lacks showy bravado. For though this eerie still remembers the oleaginous, Damon Runyon-esque patter of the small-time grifter he is, he can no longer deliver it with his customary all-American cheer and assurance.
Part of this is a matter of his having just come off a bender when he enters the hotel in the wee hours after last call. But what's really dislodged him from his usual groove is the bleak fact that the play's title character is dead. Huey was the hotel's night watchman for years, and he was a witness to Erie's days of glory as a gambler and a ladies' man, or at least to Erie's overblown tales of those days. When Whitaker first encounters the new night clerk, he starts as if he has truly seen a ghost, the ghost of Huey. Erie is wrong about that, but he's also right. Wood's cadaverous, perpetually abstracted character rarely seems to register what Erie's saying. Yet, by the end, a couple of dropped words have made this custodian of the night prick up his ear. The new clerk morphs into the old one, and Erie is given license to lie with conviction once again. In O'Neill's universe of frauds and losers, people exist to confirm one another in the stories they tell.